G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our review and rank series for Eurovision 2022. And today we are talking about a unique country in the contest. Kind of always often do their own thing, don't they? It's Georgia. Absolutely. A very interesting little country culturally and as well as the way they approach the competition, I think. Yeah, so how have they gone recently? Because it's... Uh, it's an interesting form guide. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, they first joined the competition in 2007 and have to say they had pretty good success with their first four entries that graced the stage, all making the grand final. Now, remember, they did have that one where they withdrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, recently, the country's record has been less than fruitful, unfortunately, with only two entries in 2015 and 2016 making the Saturday night show. That was 2015, Nina Sublati with mm-hmm. Warrior. And then, of course, 2016, Nika Kosharov and the young Georgian Lolitas and the wonderful Midnight Gold. You loved that, didn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, I think I remember we were there at the semi-final in Stockholm, and I think you might have been the only person cheering around us when Georgia <laughs> got through. It was a bit of a surprise, I think. It was. Now, that means their last four entries have fallen at the semi-final stage, including Torniki Kipiane with his song You, which came in in 16th place in his semi-final in Rotterdam. Yeah, that was no surprise there. Mm, unfortunately not. Well, who have they got, Michael, to try and get them back to the Saturday night? Well, performing for Georgia this year is Circus Mercus with Lock Me In. Circus Mercus, they're a musical act from Tbilisi formed in 2020 by three, and I'm going to use this inverted commas, three dropouts from a local circus academy, according to themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know how true that is. Um, their musical style has been described as sonically unique, and they've described themselves as being a movement that brings together dozens of professionals from different fields to create an unprecedented audio-visual experience. Apparently, the cornerstone of their philosophy lies in the complete neglect of musical frameworks. So since their formation, the group has been busy and have released 10 music videos over the last year. Some really interesting stuff amongst that. And that quirkiness has certainly come out in the entry they have for this year. Oh, most definitely. They have a wide variety of music out there, don't they? Yes. All right. Now, we have Circus Mercus and Lock Me In, as they are an internal selection from the Georgian Public Broadcaster. Now, in November 2021, the broadcast to confirm they had carried out an internal selection in collaboration with music producers and had chosen a group to represent them. And then later that month, Circus Mercus were announced as the selected entrance. Lock Me In was released in March this year on the band's YouTube channel. Quite notably, it all started with a still image on a black background with the text, This Artist Condemns Russia's Invasion of Ukraine. So Mm. we had a statement from them immediately. Indeed. Well, let's look at some of the pros of the entry here because they certainly did make some headlines early on. I'll start us off here. Number one, nothing sounds like this in the contest. (laughs) Nothing sounds like this at all. It's really quirky and it's really interesting. And I think that's what a lot of people look for when they are tuning into Eurovision. They're looking for something a little bit different. And this is certainly delivering that. 
Yeah, I had them in big letters as well, quirky <laughs> and interesting. But the whole thing is the composition is quirky and interesting. The way they present themselves is the same. So there's something about the whole package here, I think, that will um, get people's attention and, and get people to take notice of them. Plus also, there's about three different songs going on in that one song. Mm-hmm. So that's also interesting. Yeah, and they've got hooks in that as well. Like it's all very simple but hooky at the same time. They lock me in, lock me out, take me to the spacecraft, take us to the dance floor, all that like you've just got these different bits of hooks that kind of just stay with you and as you mentioned there's about three or four different versions within the song one will stick Look, I'm going to say personally, I'm loving the sort of bass line that underpins this whole song and pushes it and drives it along for the entire three minutes. I think they've also used some really, really interesting production elements, which, yes, give each part of the song almost its unique character, Mm -hmm. but it keeps you interested into the song, even though there are some quite repetitive elements to it. For sure. And I think not just their kind of quirky, I guess, song and the look and whatever they're doing, but I think also the fact that, you know, that statement on Russia, the way they introduce the song, they're going to just do stuff to grab attention. And no doubt that should probably come through the staging. I think this is a song that's going to need something like that happening. And I certainly think they're the type of group that will do something as they talk about the audio visual experience. I'm really hoping and I do believe they'll bring something really sort of out there and interesting for the song. Uh, For sure. Now, also, I'm going to say, in this one, there's a sense of nostalgia for me. (laughs) I'm getting echoes of sort of indie kind of bands from the 90s and the early 2000s. So for someone perhaps in my age bracket, this is, you know, conjuring up good memories and and bringing that real nostalgic feel to it. Yeah, you've kind of mentioned before Regurgitator, which is an Australian band from like the late 90s uh, into the early 2000s. I can certainly hear a lot of that in this song. There was that whole musical movement, wasn't there? It was, wasn't just here in Australia. It was also in the uh, UK and the US as well. So I think that kind of thing's going to resonate quite well with people. All right, well, let's look at some drawbacks on the entry. Uh, straight away, I'm not sure this works as well live as it does in the studio. We've seen some of their performances in the pre-parties. Yes, of course, we're going to have probably bigger staging. It's probably going to sound better. But ultimately, I just don't think it translates as well live as it does in the studio. Oh, definitely. I had one of that down as one of my points as well. I just can't see this really translating to the stage very well. I'm going to say also, this is just odd. (laughs) (laughs) But it is. It's just such an odd piece of music. And Mm. and even they can come across as odd on stage. So it's not going to be to everyone's tastes. And also people just might write it off as novelty. Like they're almost taking the mickey. And that could really sort of hurt them because I think this is a better piece of music than perhaps some people might give it credit for. True, true. Um, Yeah, when the quirk kind of overrides what might Mm. actually be there. Yeah, I kind of had here like, yes, there's quirk, but I mean, are people just going to think this is just weird? What the Mm. hell is this? And also, I mean, even though it's hooking and it's memorable, it's all these things, but the pro is also the drawback. It is repetitive and it is quite simple. Yes, you're matching up a few things together, but if you're putting four preschool paintings together, it doesn't make a Van Gogh. (laughs) That's an interesting analogy. I don't know where that one came from. I didn't write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've got here too, just the chaotic nature of the different parts of the song could just be really confusing on first listen. And it may not appeal particularly to uh, juries. I don't know how much they're really going to go for this style of music. And then also perhaps a very confused kind of tally voting audience out there as well on first listen. Yeah, that was my final point here as well. Where do the points come from? I just don't really see 
either side of this really going for a, for the song. I don't think there's going to be enough there. The only thing that could be if they get all those pros right, televote, and even that's going to be a bit limited. Well, Dale, it's not just us who review and rank the songs. It's also the Aussie Vision team. And what had the team thought about this one? Well, the Aussie Vision team, who ranked all songs first to last, have placed Georgia in the middle in 20th place. Oh, 20's pretty good. It's pretty high. Yeah. That's a bit higher than I thought, to be honest. Well, in true sense, it's his second to 39th with basically gets a median in the middle of 20th as well. <laughs> it did have three top 10s as well. So there are certainly people who do love this style and love this quirk. And maybe there's something a bit more here than we've talked about so far. Mm, well, I guess we should hear from some of the team. And who are we hearing from today? We are hearing from Haley, and we're hearing from Fleur. Ah, uh, Circus Mercus. From the second they were announced as the act for Georgia, I was intrigued and found myself wading through their small but very interesting playlist on Spotify. And I can tell you, this is exactly what I listen to when I'm not listening to Eurovision. The song is funky, and nothing even comes close to this in the competition. It's totally different. We have not seen too much of the band until recently with their video, and I cannot wait to see what they do on stage. I have a feeling we're going to be in for a bit of a ride. Look, it is an odd song, and I don't think the juries will go for this one bit. And to be honest, I'm not even quite sure what the song is about, but I'm absolutely hooked. In the mid to late 1990s, not everybody was listening to boy bands, girl groups, R&B and Shania Twain. There was the small percentage of us that would listen to a little genre called alt pop, which was predominantly played on Triple J. You know, back in the days when Triple J was actually cool and the Wiggles weren't winning the hottest 100. Yeah, back then. Now, if Beck, Regurgitator and Cake got sent to songwriting camp, with the premise of, we need a song for Eurovision, please write one. This is what they would have come up with. And I absolutely love this song. This has taken me back to my early 20s. I am just loving this. And most importantly, Georgia is back. I cannot wait to see this at Eurovision. Bring it on. Well, some great comments there from both our contributors. Now, with Haley, their style really appeals to her, um, but she does have those question marks about the jury. Uh, Fleur, it's the nostalgia. It's all about those days back in Triple J in the late 90s, which, hey, I relate to, and that's where I think I'm getting my nostalgia from as well. Now, also, Haley just didn't have question marks about the jury. She also had question marks about the song. Yeah. She doesn't really know what it's about. doesn't really matter. Um, you know, I'm with her. <laughs> I don't think anyone does, really. Um, but also, like, I think the Fleur point also, yeah, it really does touch what we were talking about before. If you're going to love that style from back then, you're probably going to enjoy this. And there is that nostalgia um, element. But also, some of us were listening to all of those genres. Exactly. <laughs> Can I just say, I was into the boy bands and the old pop. <laughs> I guess we should wrap and rank on this one. Ever since its release, Lock Me In has really stuck with me. Um, maybe it's the sense of personal nostalgia there. Maybe it's the hooks. The song just really sticks with me after it's finished. There is something about this song that just brings me a sense of fun and whimsy, and I kind of think we need it in this competition. Now, I understand that may not be the reaction that other people get from it. 
I don't know if this one's going to get past the Thursday night, but I'll tell you what, I'll be enjoying the hell out of it when it's on the stage. Really like this one from Georgia, and for once, their quirky walk-to-the-beat-of-their-own-drum thing works for me. Top 10 from me, (gasps) 7th. Wow. Yeah, really, really enjoyed (laughs) this one. Oh, my God. Never get tired of hearing it. Okay, so we've got four in the top 10 now because I didn't know your ranking before. It's interesting because obviously, without saying too much about people, like there's probably an age bracket oh. of nostalgia. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen the results. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's interesting and maybe that might be a blind spot of a lot of other people. Anyway, let's look at my review and rank here. Um, this kind of really excited me when it first came out. You know, very quirky, very different. And with that throwback sound we've spoken about a lot today already it's got catchy hooks and it is doing something different and that is what we've loved about georgia in the past is bringing something different to eurovision from the lives that we've seen so far it kind of has drained it a little bit for me and drained my enjoyment for it and i shouldn't because you can still enjoy the studio even if it's not going to translate as well live. Plus, maybe it will. Maybe it'll all come together. Maybe mm. it's a ruse and they're going to be really great <laughs> when they get to Turin. But I think it'll need to be a complete surprise in the staging to really be a competitive entry. Still enjoyed the studio, though. Go for Georgia being a bit weird. 25th for me. Okay, so a bit fair way down the list there for you. I think 20s is fine. Like, I mean, if you're putting in the 25th, I'm saying that deserves to be in the grand final. Yeah, fair enough. So, you know, I think it's... um. It's decent, but yeah, I think it's got a big uphill battle to to get through. But as you say, it doesn't matter. Mm. You know, maybe Jordan's will. I will kind of agree. (laughs) I do think it's a bit of an uphill battle to see this one on Saturday, but hey, stranger things have happened. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the review on Georgia, and we will catch you next time. Thanks very much. Catch you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.